welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery, the Equipped for Change edition. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace and manage change. And I have been doing quite a few um, episodes specifically on ways to navigate all of the changes that we're dealing with um, in light of uh, the coronavirus pandemic, the economic uncertainty, as well as the unrest um, as a result of um, heightened racial disparities and tension that has been um, sparking protests around the world. And so I thought it important to talk today about this notion of, are we there yet? And when I talk about are we there yet, I'm talking about this whole notion of change fatigue that happens within people and organizations and groups. And, and when you have huge amounts of reform and changes that need to happen and take place, and because if you listen to some of my other podcast episodes, you'll realize that I talk a lot about the process of change and how change is not a event but it's the process that begins with an event. And so often when we are constantly faced with changes and we're constantly faced with the process and things that it doesn't seem like there's a quick or easy fix to, it becomes very easy for people to get fatigued. And you know, the coronavirus has been impacting us since the beginning of this year. This episode is being uh, recorded in June of 2020. And, you know, things really started ramping up in the United States around the coronavirus around, you know, mid-February towards the beginning of May. And so people are really getting tired of all of it. They're tired of the stay-at-home orders. They're tired of restrictions. They're tired of wearing masks when it comes to the protests that have been um, kicked off by the latest incident of um, you know a, a black man dying at the hand of a police officer and in this case george floyd um, being murdered on camera um, because the officer kneeled on his neck for almost nine minutes the the outrests and the and the protests and the looting and the vandalism and and all of the news cycles that's constantly talking about it, people are starting to get fatigued. And when you point, when you look at education and you look at education reform and, um, and the way people talk about charter schools and you know, school choice and, and all of these different waves that come about every so often in education, there becomes change fatigue. Um, when we are talking about the economy and we're talking about business and we're talking about how do we make sure that our, our companies are creating inclusive and diverse and equitable spaces for everyone to show up fully and authentically and wholly as themselves and being respected, we're seeing change fatigue. When we see people over and over again talking about the same issues that seem to rear their ugly heads like clockwork, systematically, and, 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 and you know, you can, you can set your watch by it. When we go through this, this kind of bell curve of, you know, everything's going along smoothly and then, hey, there's a spike and an event occurs and everybody's outraged and we do a few things and then we come back down and it's back to normal, quote unquote, again. It's change fatigue. 
and and so often I hear this question not literally but in the posts and the comments and the way that people talk about change within their organizations and within structures where it's basically are we there yet meaning we've been traveling forever we've been talking about this forever this is uncomfortable aren't we done yet aren't we there yet and so i want to talk a bit about the whole notion of overcoming change fatigue and i think that we have to understand that when it comes to long-term sustainable systemic and intentional impactful change this is something that we're in for the long haul and we have to approach as a long-term process. In my last podcast episode, I talked about change being a marathon, not a sprint. It is something that we are committed to over the long haul. Otherwise, we're not going to get the result that we want and that we need and that we deserve. So in today's episode, I wanna give you three things that you can do to address change fatigue. And this is something that you can do with yourself, this is something that you can do within your organization, within your team, something that you can do within your community, your small group, wherever it is that you are either leading or a part of the process of change and you see that change fatigue is becoming a real thing, here are three things that you can try, that you can implement, that you can, you can present as an alternative to help give your people and yourself the needed boost and break to continue. So number one is taking breaks. Now, I've noticed that in the social media cycle and in the news cycle, people focus on certain things and then when something else takes their, you know, they get tired of it and something else captures their attention, they completely shift focus. They don't go back, but they completely shift focus as if this is not a thing anymore. In the light, in, in light of COVID-19, when they first started easing restrictions and people were able to go out, everybody, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of questions around like, hey, wait a minute, aren't we still supposed to be social distancing? Aren't we still supposed to be wearing masks? Because people, when they feel as if, oh my gosh, we're getting a break, we're getting to go outside, now it's as if they act as if none of that that we just went through over the past few months ever existed. And we're good, we're done, we've, we've eliminated it but that is a huge mistake. So yes, I want you to take breaks, but I want you to take breaks that are intentional. The breaks are designed for you to avoid information overload. If you are constantly looking at newsreels and on social media and, and all you're hearing and all you're having are conversations about whatever the issue is that you're working on changing, you don't have a chance to really step back and absorb. You don't have a chance to step back and internalize. You don't have a chance to step back and really turn over in your mind, what am I learning from this? What do I agree with? What do I disagree with? What doesn't make sense to me? What do I need to question? What do I need to find out more about? You cannot sit 
and, and be exposed to constant information in a constant barrage of stimuli around a certain event or a certain news or anything like that without taking a break because you're not allowing your mind to really process it. And when we don't take breaks to process and we don't take breaks to re reset and to recalibrate our way of thinking, then anything that we're exposed to just goes right over our heads. It's like you, you can't drink from a fire hose. It's too much. You're not, you'll get some water in your mouth, but you'll get water everywhere else, and it's not going to be a very pleasant experience. So you need to take some breaks to allow yourself to absorb what you're learning, what you're reading, what you are being exposed to, so that you can have a, a chance to really process what's going on and determine what it means for you, to you, and how it's going to impact your life. With all of this, we have to be intentional. We have to be strategic. We have to be consistent, but we have to do it in a way that's going to allow us to learn and to grow and to develop and to become better. Nobody learns something by only being inundated and, and surrounded by it 24 seven. We have to be able to take breaks and step away to truly internalize what it is that we're hearing and what it is that, they're, what, that we're feeling. Now, keep in mind, I understand that emotions are usually high when it comes to change events. It is going to impact you personally, you are going to feel it, and you are going to react emotionally. I get that. But instead of tr only focusing on the emotional, let's start being intentional. Let's start planning out how we're going to address this. So take a break, step back, not because you're tired of hearing about it, not because it's too emotional, not because you think it's being overblown, not because you think it's not necessary, not because you don't wanna be uncomfortable, not because of the reasons that we have for wanting to discount or dismiss the need for change, but take a step back so that you can truly process the entire aspect of what you're learning so that you can participate wholly and fully and authentically in the process of change. Number two, do something. No matter how small, no matter what the impact, just do something. When you are in the midst of a change event, in the, in the midst of a process of change, you cannot simply take in a whole lot of things without doing something to apply what it is that you're learning. That means if you are talking about COVID-19 and the need for better health um, practices, that means that, hey, while you are social distancing and wearing a mask, you are going to go out and you're going to look at how do I need to change the way that I'm interacting with the world around me to keep myself and others safe. If you, are in, or you, if you are in the midst of change when it comes to um, racial disparities and, and looking at ways of, of making your workplace and your teams and your environment more diverse and inclusive and amplifying the, voice of, uh, the voices of other people who are marginalized, then you will do something, any one thing that is within your scope. Maybe it is sharing news articles. 
Maybe it is going out of your way to have a conversation with someone that you wouldn't have engaged with otherwise. Maybe it is volunteering to serve on a committee or participating in a march or doing something. That action of doing something allows you to now move from being just a passive recipient of a whole lot of information to shifting that into application of what you're learning. If we don't do something and instead we sit back and we are passively being washed over with all of this information, then we're going to get tired a lot quicker. You're not going to want to hear about the change initiatives that are going on because you're going to feel as if you're powerless in the face of it. You're going to wonder if any of this even matters because we're not be having a chance to actually engage with it or apply it. Instead, we're just being spoken to and talked at and, and ordered and saying, this is what needs to be done, but nobody's actually doing anything. We become motivated through the process of change to continue the difficult work of change when we feel and we see as if there is progress being made. When we feel empowered, when we feel as if there is something that we can do that is going to make things better. If we don't feel as if we're actually being active and if we're actually going to have an opportunity to do something that we can see as being different and making a difference, then we're not going to want to continue. That's just the way we work. That's the way the human mind operates. We need to see that there is a way for us to apply it in order for us to internalize it. You cannot teach someone, quote unquote, how to add or subtract or multiply or divide or read without giving them an opportunity to apply that. The same thing happens with change. Whatever the topic is, whatever it is that you need to make a shift in, whatever needs to be changed, whatever new outcome you are trying to reach for, none of it happens unless we allow people the opportunity to do something in relationship to what they are now hearing and learning. Which brings me to my third point. You need to celebrate your small victories. And by that, I mean you need to compare where you are now versus where you were then. Measure your progress. Look at what you're doing differently and how that is impacting you and others around you differently. Yes, consistency is key. Yes, we want to see change throughout a longer term. We want to see it consistent and sustainable. But you cannot develop consistency unless you are willing to celebrate your small victories. Unless you are willing to reflect and look at where I was then versus where I am now. And what was going on with this process? How can this process be more streamlined? How can this process be easier? You know what? This is difficult, but yes, I'm doing it. I'm doing something. And I want to say this. To people who live the injustice and the effects of, of, of being marginalized and of constantly being impacted by things disproportionately that are negative, which are part of the reasons for the call 
for change. I understand that when you have to live it, there's a different type of fatigue. When you are a part of a, or of a marginalized group that has been disenfranchised and that is not usually welcome to the table and who is fighting to be included and who is fighting to have your voice heard and who is fighting to belong, your fatigue is a bit different. And your question of are we there yet is a completely different question than someone who is in a position of privilege or who is in a position where those types of things do not impact them the same way. For you, these same things apply, but your breaks are going to be to take breaks for your sanity. Your breaks are going to be for you to take breaks to make sure that you are taking care of yourself emotionally. Your something that you're doing is going to be more strategic in terms of thinking about the small things that you can do that's going to move the needle, but that's not going to sacrifice all of who you are. Your celebration of small victories is to compare where you are now versus where you are then and the people around you that you're impacting where they are now versus where they, are, where they were then and how your efforts are leading to and stimulating growth and change. And I don't want this to come off as, oh, I'm just dismissing everyone who's trying and oh, I'm coddling or I'm, I'm catering to those who are going through the quote unquote struggle. I'm looking at both sides of it because I realize that we're not all in the same boat when it comes to change. There was a quote that I, I repeat often that when it came to COVID-19, yes, we were all in the same storm, but we were not in the same boat because everybody experienced that differently. And that is the same thing that happens whenever there's any type of change, whenever there's any any call for doing something different within your organization or within your community or within your team or even within your own household, we're not all going to experience this change in the same way. And our asking the question, are we there yet, is going to be different depending on our perspective and depending on where we are in that process of change. So we have to make sure that we're taking breaks to step away and allow ourselves to absorb what it is that we're learning and what it is the information that's coming at us and to recharge and take breaks for our own mental health. We are going to require ourselves to do something that's going to help us implement the things that we feel that we can do consistently so that there is progress being made. We will need to celebrate the small victories so that we can compare where we are now versus where we began to show that there is consistent progress being made. But without giving excuses or making concessions for a refusal to make bigger changes. Small victories are great, but small victories have their place. At some point, we're going to need to move bigger and faster and farther. So I wanted to, to make that, that point. With all of this, the process of change and the natural inclination to ask, are we there yet? 
after only a short period of time, whether that short period of time is two weeks or two months or six months or a year. As human beings, we're naturally impatient. We don't want to be uncomfortable. We don't want to do the difficult work. We don't want to feel as if what we're doing is not having an impact. In this day and age, especially with how things are instantaneously provided to us, we have less patience for change than ever before. But I want you to be reminded that this process of change requires us to go through three stages. There is the catalyst and the event, there is the shift, which, which leads to transformation, and then there is the new normal of application and implementation. If we are not patient through this process, if we do not consistently give our all to all phases of this process, then we are never going to have the impact that we know we can have and effect positive change over a long-term period of time so that we can effectively enhance both our areas of engagement, our areas of learning, and our areas of leadership within our organizations. This is an opportunity for each one of us to take stock in who we are and how we show up when it comes to change. This is an opportunity for us not to give in to change fatigue and, and ask, are we there yet? And be willing to throw in the towel because it seems more difficult. This is an opportunity for us to step up and to stand up and to realize that we are a part of something that can be so much bigger than ourselves. This is an opportunity for us to have conversations that may be difficult, but that we understand are going to lead to a better way of doing, being, and thinking for everybody. This is an opportunity for us to exhibit empathy, to connect with others in conversations that may be uncomfortable, but that will ultimately make all of us better. This is an opportunity for us not to get weary and well-doing, but to come together with other people to make sure that we are intentional, we are strategic, and we are consistent in outlining what our, what our outcomes need to be what we see success as looking at, and then following a, a plan of action to get us there. Change fatigue is a real thing, but think about it. If you're tired of hearing about it, and you're tired of people talking about it, and you're tired of reading about it, and you're tired of every time you turn on the TV or walk outside, you see something about it. Imagine what it would feel like if you had to live it. Imagine if there was no end in sight for you because anytime you tried to insulate yourself from it or, or, or try to protect yourself from it or resign yourself to the fact that this is how you have to deal with it, it came up again and there was no change, and you were suffering as a result. And so when I talk about being equipped for change, I'm not just talking about your organizations. I'm not just talking about your teams. I'm not just talking about your companies. I'm not just talking about your bottom line. Because ultimately, 
being equipped for change is equipping your people. It's about talking about the people side of change and what people go through when we encounter and go through the process of change. So if you want real, real change, if you want to have brand new outcomes, if you want things to be better, you have to address what happens with your people. You have to identify the process that we go through as an individual whenever we're faced with things having to do with change. And so this natural, are we there yet? Is something that always comes up. But if you are leading yourself, if you are leading others, you have got to be mindful of change fatigue and help to equip your people to move through it and to move forward in spite of it. This is not something that happens overnight. We have to be committed to it. We have to stay the course. We have to understand that we are going to be uncomfortable far more than we are going to be comfortable. We cannot sweep it under the rug. We cannot say we did not know. We cannot shy away from educating ourselves and finding out what it is we need to know, how we need to think differently, being open to having different conversations and uncomfortable conversations, and having a real honest look at how things are and how things need to be, and then committing to doing that action to get there. Hopefully, we'll be able to say, when somebody asks, are we there yet? We can say, no, but we're close. When someone asks, are we there yet? We can say, not yet, but we're farther than we were before. When someone says, are we there yet? We can say, almost, and here's what we're doing about it. Empty platitudes and statements and, and, and plans of how we want it to be and how long it's going to be don't do anything to move us forward. Yes, you need conversations. Yes, you need statements. Yes, you need plans. Yes, you need opportunities for people to study the problem, but you also need action. You cannot move forward without it. You cannot create something new if you refuse to move away from what has always been. So if we want to be able to answer that question of are we there yet with a resounding yes, we have to be mindful. We have to be diligent. We have to be open and we have to be consistent. This is not a marathon. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon. This is not an overnight process. This is something we have to be committed to. And we have to take care of ourselves in the process so that we can make sure that we are going to get to the, the destin our final destination intact and whole and healthy and able to work together more cooperatively and to have more of a cohesive understanding of what it is that we're trying to do together. This isn't easy, but it is worth it. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope this is 
providing you some, some guidance and some assistance, please share this um, podcast. Um, it is found on, syndicated on Mile High Radio. It is also found on my website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. Um, I'm on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, um, as well as several other platforms. And I have a YouTube channel um, under the Cars Group. My name is Keisha A. Rivers. I am President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the Cars Group, where we equip people to facilitate outcomes by equipping them to embrace and manage change. Doing this work is not for the faint of heart. Doing this work takes a lot out of you. But I do this because I believe in the process of change. I believe in the necessity of change. And I believe that if we truly, truly equip our people, that we can achieve anything by being committed to change. Feel free to reach out to me on social media, as well as send me a comment on my website at carsgroup.com. I hope this has been helpful. Please tune in twice a week for my Mindset to Mastery podcast episodes. And I look forward to engaging with you again soon. Until next time, be safe, be sane, and stay sanitized. Bye-bye.